morning, everyone. It is Friday, March the 18th. We had another strong session overnight, making it three on the trot for US markets. Chris, what happened? Thanks, Ben. The Dow was up 418 points overnight, 1.23%. It did open weaker, but rallied throughout and closed near the session high. Spy futures were up 37 points before the open. I just checked the market is up around 20 points this morning, so slightly worse than expected. The S&P 500 also up 1.2%, the NASDAQ 1.3%. So all three major US indices closing up relatively similar. It was the third winning session in a row for US markets and US stocks have enjoyed their best three session gain since November 2020. So a nice little record there. Oil prices were sharply higher with WTI crude up more than 8%. Just on the economic data front, US initial jobless claims fell 15K to 214. So another sign of the strength of the US economy and hence why the Fed was uh, comfortable raising rates a couple of nights ago. Other than that, we saw Chinese stocks cap their best two session rally since 1998. That's after the Chinese government reiterated that it would support the stock market and the economy. And the Bank of England raised its benchmark interest rate again overnight. And that's it from me. Thank you, Chris. Another big night for oil. And we were having a bit of an interesting conversation before. We've been talking a lot about energy, as everyone would know. Uh, We know it's a big beneficiary of a strong economy and an inflationary environment. The job of rate rises, of course, is to combat just that. So what will you be looking out for in terms of tipping point where the pressure to slow economic growth and from rate rises will start to flow in and pressure energy prices. Yeah, so I think that moment, Ben, that inflection point I think that you're asking me about is quite some ways down the road. Do we still have very high inflation and the Fed only now is really taking the steps to combat it. And the RBA, many would argue, is a long, long way behind the curve. The market in Australia is pricing in five to six rate hikes this year. The RBA has said there might be one or two. So someone's wrong there, probably the RBA to be perfectly honest. And so that move to combat inflation is still some ways down the road. And right now we do still have very strong economic activity, but that's what I would be looking for is for GDP growth and economic growth uh, globally to start rolling over. And that's the point at which I'd be more inclined to say, oh, energy is probably not where I want to be playing anymore. Beautiful. Thank you, Chris. Tom, what have we got happening locally today? The market's up. Thanks, Ben, I should say first. The market's up about 20 points early. We have energy and tech outperforming. Consumer discretionary and staples are taking a bit of a breather. On the corporate front, not too much today, but the ACCC have left Cube alone after its Newcastle Agri buy, and that's to do with the Newcastle port. They're down about 0.7%. They did say still remain concerned a little bit. QBE Insurance had some management changes. Abacus Property completed a $200 million placement at $3.38. They also said they've got a $15 million share purchase plan to follow. Car sales and hub, HUB, are ex-dividend today. And just a quick look at next week, we've got PMV, Brickworks and Washington Sol Patterson out with half-year results. Not much happening on the economic front. Philip Lowe's speaking at the Walkley Awards for Business Journalism on Tuesday. Japan has a market holiday on Monday. UK has inflation data on Wednesday. They also have a budgets release due. US has durable goods orders and some flash PMI ratings for manufacturing and services. And after the market closed tonight, we have the rebalances for, this is the March quarter rebalance for the ASX 20, 50, 100, 200, 300 and all odds. And for those who are wondering, this is the ASX 200 editions. We have AVZ Minerals, City Chic, DeGray Mining and Home Consortium jumping in the ASX 200. And the players leaving are Mesoblast, Guy City Entertainment, Spark New Zealand and Unibail Redam Co. So those changes go in tonight. We'll see them affect 
perspective, Monday, 21st of March. Thanks, Ben. Very good. Thank you, Tom. Love a bit of rebalancing action. Layton, anything interesting from the brokers? Thanks, Ben. There's clearly a bit of a trend at the moment with the banks and insurance sector, but Morgan Stanley has some recommendations on the banks. They've got a neutral on NAB and Westpac, overweight on ANZ and underweight on CBA. They've got a target price 10% above the market price for ANZ, 13% below for CBA and about in line for NAB and Westpac. And Credit Suisse looking at the insurers, they've got outperforms for Insurance Australia Group, Suncorp and QBE, all with target prices above the current share prices. They've got a 20% target for Insurance Australia Group, 25% target for Suncorp and a 32% target for QBE. That's all from me. Thanks, Ben. Very nice. Thank you, Leighton. Henry, what have you got for us today? Morning, Ben. Not an an awful lot. Bit of a cautious Friday, I guess, ahead of uh, two days of uh, potentially whatever happens in uh, Ukraine, etc. So the market is being a little bit cautious, but I have written a a bit today in in strategy in my stuff regarding uh, the Fed, the Bank of England, and some of the risks being taken off the table with China stimulating as well. That has changed the narrative slightly. And now, of course, we do know the roadmap from the Fed. So the market doesn't look bad. One thing that I would note as well is that Canada, which has an economy pretty similar to ours in terms of a resource-based economy, theirs, of course, is oil and gas-based, whereas ours is more iron ore, coal, and other metal-based. Their market hit an all-time high last night. So they're doing pretty well at the moment. So it does bode well for our market, bearing in mind that, of course, BHP is 11% of our market. So if we do see commodity prices continue to be firm, and I think we have had some of that fallout from that nickel debacle on the LME has infected some of the other commodities as well as people probably sold down some of their commodity stocks, pay for margin calls perhaps in nickel, then uh, we could see our market continue to push ahead, especially with the banks as well. Uh, They're still pretty solid and our 10-year bond rates holding up relatively well. So I think we're uh, we're set fair at least for 7,400 and we could push a little bit higher. And it was interesting yesterday to see all those really shorted down and out tech stocks doing well, the likes of Kogan, the likes of Temple and Webster, those sorts of stocks. Even Zip has had the big lift on the back of uh, Square doing well as well. Now, the other thing in uh, my stuff today, two stocks that are members have suggested I had a look at. One is Lion Selection Group, which is an LIC trading at a big discount and it has a big dividend yield, although it is somewhat more complicated than your usual LIC, but certainly one to keep an eye on. They are paying a $0.05 cent dividend on a $0.52 cent stock. The catch is that they're not paying it till November. There are some tax implications there as well they're trying to work through. The other one is Melbana Energy, which looks as if it's had pretty big hit in Cuba. Stock's been going absolutely uh, vertical recently and looking pretty good. MAY is the stock code there. So uh, they're waiting for results to come back from their latest drilling. But the pressure was so great, they actually had to stop drilling and couldn't drill any further. They called it highly energized oil column, 300 meters. So it could be quite big. Company is valued at 500 million odd today, uh, a little bit better as well. But that's about it from me. Thank you, Henry. And Chris, you round us out with technical trades today. Uh, just a couple of little things. So I had a look at Firefinch, which is a gold stock this morning in my chart of the day. It's one that is making its second appearance in the recent past. Looking really good for anyone who's interested. I will be adding a couple of trades today. I will be adding a bank and I will be adding an energy stock playing the interest rate theme. And some nice comments coming from members who have been following the LKE Lake Resources chart of the day that I put in a while ago. Nice to see some comments in the Facebook group and a couple of emails as well from members who have made some good returns because it did have two days in a row where it was up sort of eight to 10%. So thanks everyone for the feedback 
and well done to those who took it on and uh, are doing well out of it. Good work. Thank you, Chris. Question of the day today, Leighton, I believe you have something for us. Yep. So I've read this last night and some of you might have seen it, but where do you think Sydney ranks globally in house pricing as a function of average wage to house price? Okay. So house price Ratio. affordability, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm pretty, there's like, you'd think Paris, Hong Kong, those New places, York. New York would be pretty unaffordable. Like you'd think they would be more unaffordable than Sydney. So I'd, I'd have to say I'd go top 10, but yeah, probably yeah, around top 10 is my guess. Ben? I'm going to say four. I'm going to say second. And Henry? The answer is fifth, I think. It is second. Of- Chris is right. Well, who's oh, first? Hong Kong. Hong Kong, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's quite obvious when you think about it. There you go. Boom, boom. Oh, before we wrap up, I I should say just skipped my mind there is a new idea today james hardy on the back of those really strong housing starts numbers take a look in the ideas section if you're uh interested nice work tom very good thank you everyone have a good weekend thanks we'll see you on monday thanks henry see you thanks, guys. Thanks, henry. Thanks,